Welcome back. Good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show on this a Monday. A little bit depressing Monday. Green and Gold Monday. Glad we're here. Yeah. Glad we're here. I was excited all last week getting ready for the game. There was a lot of anticipation, and I thought, play well and you're going to win. Play well and you can win. You can shock the world. I still pick San Francisco to win, and I pick the Packers to cover, and that's exactly what happened. But I didn't uh, expect it to be that type of an outcome, which is why, because I got a few people that are saying, well, why are you so disappointed? Well, I'm disappointed because the Packers could have won that ballgame. It wasn't that they just got beat. They got they lost it. There's a difference between being get, getting beat and losing a game. They lost a game. It was their own mistakes. I mean, when you start to, and welcome to everybody on the network, by the way, but it was their own mistakes that that hurt them. You know, uh, Darnell Savage drops, I mean, a sure pick six. His eyes got huge, and he just lost concentration and dropped it. They have never been good in the secondary at catching a, catching a football. They just, they're, they're not. They don't do it consistently. They've had a lot of balls this year that have hit them right in the hands, and they just have not been able to, to come down with it. The fourth and inches, bad spot by the officials. We all know that. The missed intentional grounding, we all know that. Should have been grounding. Wasn't. Aaron Jones, face mask as he goes down. They missed that. Didn't get it. Still ended up with a touchdown drive, but, you know, they didn't get that. Um, Kittle. Kittle. Missed tackles. Savage missed a tackle on Christian McCaffrey. Wide open. Just got juked out of his shorts. Um, just so many different things. Uh, you know, obviously the missed field goal by Anders Carlson. You had Keyshawn Nixon missed an interception. The just incredibly poor pass, poor timing, poor thought process out of Jordan Love on the, the pick, on both picks really, but on the pick, the last pick of the game where you've got first down, you still have two timeouts. <laughs> All you got to do is, Pick up a first down, move the football. You still got time. Bad decisions. Just so many things that went wrong. And that team took advantage of it. Can I add one thing about that last drive? Just because I yeah. I was listening to callers calling in the morning show, and i just been trying to listen to everyone reacting to this game. There are a lot of people that are frustrated with how Matt LaFleur managed the clock at the end of the game. I'm a little mm-hmm. confused by that because they got the ball with 60 seconds left and three timeouts. Like, yeah. And all they needed was a field goal. Like I thought Matt right. LaFleur played that perfectly I it almost looked like they let him score on that run which I I think is actually kind of smart because you get more time and you get the the timeouts because the Niners are going to score anyways but I I have no issues with how Matt LaFleur handled the clock and the timeouts at the end I thought he gave his offense and his quarterback a chance and they just didn't get it done nope completely agree completely agree where I can criticize Matt LaFleur is earlier in that fourth quarter when they go one two three and out all shotgun all incomplete passes and, and and couldn't I, – I, they just took the ball out of the hands of Aaron Jones, who had been running the ball almost at will throughout the game. We said if Aaron Jones ended up with over 100 yards uh, in this ball game running rushing again, that you would figure you would be right there to win the game. And we, were, we were, like, spot on. We were spot on. When you look at it, when you look at the final numbers, and Aaron Jones – Ran for 108 yards, 18 carries, 108 yards. Now, I was hoping maybe he'd see him punch it into the end zone once or twice. But the one thing we said was, give Christian McCaffrey 100 yards, but don't let him get into the end zone twice, and damned if they didn't. He did. 
He got into the end zone twice. Kittle gets into the end zone as well. The guys that you knew could hurt you did. And they even lost Debo Samuel. And you now I know the Packers had injuries too. But you're just, you, you just kind of look at it and go, how, how, how did you give that game away? You know, Jordan Love with two picks. Just picked the, mo- the worst time. I get it, the bad pass to Tucker Kraft. It, it was a bad pass. It was behind him and high. And Kraft, he did everything he could to make a play. You can't say don't reach for the football because, one, you don't know where it's going to go. It would have ended up being picked anyway. But it, it was a bad pass. And then the second one, even worse, even worse, because you had, you had time and you threw it away. So there's plenty of blame, plenty of blame to go around. I, I'm not denying that at all. It's not one thing and one person. But it was a lot of the same things that we had seen throughout the season that kind of reared their ugly heads, unfortunately. Uh, 877-867-1670. Let's go to Justice listening to us in Two Rivers. Justice, what's going on today, man? How you doing? Uh, not too bad. Um, my big thing is we were just you were just talking about um, the blame. And we've been blaming Joe Barry all season. And, you know, give him his flowers for the past couple weeks. That defense has been playing really well. But the recurrent issue of playing zone defense when it matters the most, when you have a bunch of guys who are drafted to play man-to-man coverage and are very good at it, it just baffles me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, uh, I, I'm not a fan of the zone. I understand what he's doing. But, I mean, I don't totally fault Joe because, I mean, he did a lot more blitzing in this game than I'd seen in a long time. And he was trying to get after Brock Purdy and trying to put him under pressure. And guys weren't getting home. And when they didn't, Brock Purdy got him, and you know I go with you where they they weren't playing uh, zone or playing man, they were playing more zone than anything, and guys didn't tackle after the fact, and all of that I completely understand. Yeah, right. it, it I, was I, just I bad. It's just it, it's so frustrating. It seems like a disconnect with the front office and Joe Barry because you're drafting guys to play man. I mean, Jair Alexander. I don't want him dropping in a cloud coverage or a flat. I want him running one-on-one with the best receiver on the field because that's what he's the best at. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I agree. I mean, that's what you brought him in for because he supposedly had speed and hands and not to, not hands to make picks, but hands to knock down <laughs> passes, and I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks so much. 877-867-1670. Let's get right back at it. Let's go to John listening to us in Madison. John, how you doing today, man? What's up? Well, I'm doing good. You know, it's disappointing, but I'm, I'm proud of him for as far as they got. Like you say, I agree with a lot of things that need to get fixed. But one thing that really bugs me is I think it was fourth and one where we didn't get the quarterback sneak. Two things about that. And then that would have been a chip shot, right, for a, for a field goal? Yeah. I guess I can't remember what the – yeah. Um, and I lo- looking at most of the other games, unless you're down there – and and you've got to do a fourth one because the clock because where you're at in the game. And and Lafleur has done this in other games where we didn't make it. Two things: one, take the points in a playoff game. All these other games I watched, even Mahomes, they could have been for two. Nope, they took the the sure thing. They took the uh, extra point. And if you're gonna go for one, or you know for the uh, fourth and one. Why in the heck are you doing a quarterback sneak? That was so obvious, and they were so ready for it. He could have handed that ball off to Jones, and he probably would have got two, three yards. It, it just floors me that LaFleur 
when you need every point in the game that might make a difference and he passes it up because he wants to go for it on fourth and one, man, that just bugs the crap out of me. <laughs> the, the uh, well, I, no, I get it. I appreciate the phone call. I get it because you had Aaron Jones who had been basically chewing up chunk yardage all day long. Uh, on the other hand, the tush push has been something that's been highly touted. And if you do it right, it's unstoppable. And they th- I, they just felt that they could do it. Uh, I, look, I, I don't – I would have taken the points. I would not have gone for it. I would have taken the points. You're on the road. You had a chance to add to your point total. And, and again, you chose not to. I understand that. You know, you took a shot. You're trying to, you're trying to uh, you know, bring out an early nail, so to speak, to start nailing it in the coffin. And it, it didn't work out. I, I would have taken the points. I agree with you. I don't have a problem with the play call. But the one thing about that play call is if you're going to do the tush push, you got to go low. You can't go high. You got to go low. And, and Jordan Love does not go low. He, he goes like mid-level. He doesn't get that low behind, like diving through that little gap or that little hole. He goes high to try to run up and over, and you got to go low. Got to go low in that sense. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to give us a shout, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. Uh, this one is from Rob. Rob says, oh, what a disappointing game, but a great season. Uh, I picked the Packers only win seven games. I got to give them a lot of kudos for what they did and the personnel that Brian Gutekinds brought in. Now. Three questions he has. He says, one, how much money do you think they spend in the offseason on free agents? Two, is Joe Barry really gone? And three, is Matt LaFleur in jeopardy of losing his job? Let's start with number three, no. Matt LaFleur is not going anywhere. Number two, yes, I believe Joe Barry is gone. And number three, the amount of money they're going to spend, they're going to have, I, it depends on who you read. I, I, I've seen anywhere from 45 to $65 million and then restructures and such. So if they've got $65 bucks. You know that you're going to give some of that to Jordan Love because he's going to get a contract extension after the month of May. Um, and then maybe you're going to have some guys that are going to make some more money, so you're going to have some cash that's going to go, that's going to, go to the current players. But you're going to have quite a bit of money to go out and, and fill some holes. And to me, I think you need a free agent or two of ilk. I, I, and again, I do not have any problem at all bringing in in the draft another wideout. I know people say, well, why? You're, you're stocked there. You can never have too many weapons, and you may find a better weapon than anybody you have. I have no problem doing that. Get as many weapons as you can. Go find a kicker. Bring in seven of them, ten of them if you have to, and let them all just keep kicking until their legs fall off and find out who's just – I I'd start them at the 20 and go – Go 20-yard field goals, 30-yard field goals, 40-yard field goals, 50-yard field goals. Who's got the best percentage? Take them indoor, take them outdoor, and then I'd start putting putting them for kickoffs. Who's kicking it consistently out of the end zone? Give me 10 of them out of the end zone, straight in a row. And then after that, give me to the left, give it to the right, kick it short, do whatever you got to do, but find a kicker who's actually worth his salt. And and don't skimp on that because we've now seen twice to the 49ers in three years you fail, due in part because of your poor special teams. That it, it's it's unforgivable. It, it's it's and when we all can see it, it's unforgivable. 
That's that's my my thing is is if Anders Carlson had been you know great all season long or really really good and he missed one in a big moment okay whatever but we saw this he is four of nine from forty to forty nine yards four of nine that sucks that sucks that's probably only three better than you or me right I, that just that sucks so no I we we all saw that coming. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. we got a lot more to get to. Uh, when we come back after the ballgame, going to hear from Jordan Love. Jordan Love had a few things to say afterwards, and we're going to hear from Matt LaFleur in the end-of-season presser coming up a little bit later on today as well. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. we got more coming up right after. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. What's better than free? How about play free all year? This January at Pottawatomie Casino Hotel Milwaukee, you can win over $2,000 in reward play every month all year long. Just play your favorite games to earn prize drawing entries. Then stop by each Thursday night in January to see if you're a winner. $400,000 in prizes is up for grabs. Over 40 winners each week. Yeah, free is for me. More info at PaysBig.com. Must be 21 years old and a club member to play. Good to have you back in tonight. Tonight. 6.30 to 8.30, they have Granny Bingo <laughs> at the Social House, H-A-U-S, on uh, Lisbon Road, Menominee Falls, right there on the uh, the edge of Brookfield. Social House tonight, not only do they have good food, but uh, now they've got to kind of move your move your, move your your mind, your mental state out of the uh, the football, the Monday night football, the weekend football, all that kind of stuff. They've got some uh, Granny bingo, bingo going on tonight. 6.30 to 8.30, always fun on Lisbon Road in Menominee Falls. Voted one of the best of, going back a couple of years in the Shepherd Express, and that's the Social House, H-A-U-S, Social House, H-A-U-S. Talking uh, Packers football as the season now comes to an end. Let's go to Boomer listening to us in Mesa, Arizona. Boomer, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Bill, thanks uh, for letting me on your show. I um lifeline Lifetime Packer fan, born and raised in Wisconsin, living in Arizona. But, you know, this is the team whose brand now is they can't close the deal. And since 2007, the Green Bay Packers have lost the game in the final minutes. And uh, this just is a continuation. 2007, they lose the NFC Championship game at Lambeau against the Giants. Favre throws the interception. 2009 wildcard game, they lose the Arizona Cardinals when Rodgers fumbles. 2013 wildcard game against the 49ers. Micah Hyde drops a interception just like Savage and Nixon this past uh, weekend. 2014 mm-hmm. NFC Championship game against Seattle. We know that debacle. They were up by 12 points in the final few minutes, and then they can't recover the onside kick. 2015 NFC Division round. Arizona Cardinals, they lose, even though they have that miracle catch when uh, Rodgers throws the pass to tie, but they lose it with Larry Fitzgerald on the big play. 2023, they, they are 2021, they lose to the 49ers, and then this last weekend. So I love the Packers. They are not grabbing the brass ring, and it's 
it's they're, they're the bridesmaid. And I don't know if it's a stigma. I don't know what it is, but I'm, I'm tired of not closing the deal, and they have every chance to do it this weekend. I'll turn it back right. to you. Nope, I appreciate it, and that's a great laundry list. Uh, uh, you know, which is why uh, I said at the beginning of the show when people were asking if Matt LaFleur is on the hot seat. Matt LaFleur did a lot of good things this year, did a lot of good things this year, and I give him a lot of credit. But going with what you just stated, now it's not all Matt LaFleur going back historically, but it's time to close the deal. It's time, you know, your team, you can't claim youngest and all that kind of crap anymore. You're an experienced team. You live through the wars. You understand it. Um, and you move on. You move on. You, if you can't advance, then you have taken this team as far as they can go and you have to make a change. So going into next season, your eyes are a little more wide open. And you've got to, you know, which is another, which is another discussion because if there is a chance of Matt LaFleur losing his job, then who ends up becoming the next defensive coordinator? Because do you want to come in and work with Matt LaFleur only to see him be fired one year later? I, you know, I don't know. I, I mean, I think anybody that's not a coordinator right now would want to be a coordinator. So you're going to take the job. It's like being a head coach, but going into next year, you can't see the same mistakes, the same obstinance. You cannot see. And, and Matt LaFleur, if he said in that production meeting, every time Anders Carlson goes out there, I pray, then maybe it wasn't Matt LaFleur's decision to keep Anders Carlson. Maybe that's higher up. And if that's the case, then that's where you need to look at Brian Gutekunst and say, hey, if you kept this clown and you refuse to bring anybody else in, and by the way, you can keep a kicker on a practice squad. Teams have done it. Teams have done it. So if you find somebody good, you don't want to let them go, you can put them on a practice squad. But you, to me, I, weeks ago, a month and a half ago, I would have been bringing kickers in. But because he's because you drafted an effing kicker, you got to keep him because you just because you drafted him. You don't want to waste the draft spot. That's why you never draft a kicker unless they are unbelievably exceptional. You never draft a kicker. Never. Hated it when they did it. Hated it all season. Hated it even more now. Never. Never, 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 ever, ever, ever. Do it. Don't do it. Not, you just don't. So, anyway, uh, that's my uh, that's my own little personal rant there. Let's do this. Uh, you've got to Jordan Love after the ball game. You want to take a listen. Here it is. Yeah, um, you know, play broke down, was scrambling right. Um, saw Christian over the middle and, uh, you know, tried forcing one into him. Thought I could make the play. Um, didn't see the backside, so, you know, they made a great play. On the uh, two over the middle to Grafton and Jones, are you expecting them to be in a certain spot or are those just misses? Yeah, um, you know, the one to Tucker, um, you know, I missed it. I was a little bit behind him. He was running a, you know, crossing route and uh, missed it and obviously got tipped up, picked. Um, the one to Aaron, you know, it's kind of off schedule. Um, you know, he stayed on the move, and I, I you know, we sure weren't on the same page there. Um, we missed that one as well. How, uh, how was it throwing the ball tonight with the rain on and off? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was obviously raining a good amount. Um, you know, it's a, it's a challenge that, you know, presents itself, but, um, you know, I don't think it was uh, affecting too much in the passing game. 
such a good season. Um, you guys improved so much, even when the group as a whole. You lose this game that you had a really good chance of winning. What's your kind of just what's your overall feeling right now? Yeah, it's tough. Very tough. Um, like you said, you know, had an opportunity to win that game and uh, you know didn't capitalize on it. So um, it's a tough way to end the season. I think they did a good job in the red zone. You know, got to give them credit. But uh, you know, I think uh, you know, I just think they just did a good job. You know, we weren't able to finish in the in the end zone. Um, so give them credit for that. Jordan, um, maybe you don't have the answer right now, but where do you feel like you improved the most this season um, down the stretch? Yeah, I think just um, you know, understanding where to go with the ball. Um, you know, seeing the seeing the defense a little bit better, um, being able to you know see pressures, things like that. So I think just um, overall understanding of what the, the, the defense is trying to do to us um, and, and where I need to go with the ball is where I improved. This is obviously your first season as uh, a starter. What, what's your process now, and how long do you think it you know takes to get over this and then take a, a big picture view of what you guys accomplished this year? Yeah, um, I think it'll sting for a while. You know, watching all the the games going forward, I think. It'll sting just knowing that, you know, we had an opportunity to win. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we dropped the ball on that one. So um, it'll sting for a while. But, uh, yeah, I think, you know, we'll be able to look back on it, um, you know, see some, some good things we did. Um, and obviously going <coughs> the off season, just trying to work on the things that um, we didn't do as well and things we need to get better at. Um, but definitely just, you know, going to get to it and attack it. But it'll, it'll sting for a while. I know this whole, you know, team won't be the same next year, but do you feel like you guys have a locker room where a loss like this could motivate you come, you know, the spring and OTAs and training camp to prepare for next season? Definitely. Um, that was the message, you know, in the locker room um, with all of our talks right now. Um, you know, guys just stepping up saying, um, you know, how, how motivating it is to be able to attack the offseason now um, and how motivated we'll be by this loss. So um, it's definitely, obviously, you know, who knows what the group will look like next year, things like that, but um, you know, everyone in the locker room is definitely motivated to, to get back after it and uh, get ready for next season. What do you think the difference was tonight? Do you think it was the early chances? Do you think it was the last couple of possessions? Um, you know, I think it was early on. You know, we, we obviously didn't do a good enough job in the red zone, didn't come up away with enough points down there. Um, you know, we started getting going a little bit later in the second half, things like that. But, uh, you know, it was a little too, little too late. Um, you know, obviously the turnovers – that's a huge part of the game, losing the turnover battle. Um, so there's a lot of little things you can look at, point, point, point at. But uh, I think you know, not scoring enough points in the red zone, it's it's going to be tough to you know um, win a game going against a good offense when you're not putting up enough points like that. Uh, how do you think playing in back-to-back road games, back-to-back tough environments, <coughs> prepare you for bigger games going forward? Yeah, I mean, I think. Uh, It'll definitely prepare us going forward. You know, we've had got some experience in these uh, type of situations, um, these big games on the road. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll have some more experience going forward with this situation. But, uh, yeah, it's prepared us you know, good enough. What's your uh, project for the offseason? Anything in particular that you think you need to really bear down on? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to look at the tape and, you know, that'll be my process kind of in the offseason is go back, watch the games, um, and find areas I need to improve. But, um, you know, I think when we get back to OTAs, just um, 
you know, obviously some of these late two-minute drills to go win the game is, is areas that we, we didn't, you know, capitalize on throughout the season. So uh, that'll be an area to look at, um, you know. Uh, but I think there, there's so many areas I'll have to look at and, and break down the film. But um, I definitely think just the, those, those critical situations when you got to go win it, um, finding better answers and, and better ways to go, to go, you know, take advantage and find a way to win. Yeah, I mean, I haven't looked at it yet. I haven't looked at any pictures. So, um, you know, looking back on it, yeah, throw it away. I, I don't know if I had an opportunity to be able to run, uh, maybe get out of bounds, but, um, you know, force it across the middle late, um, which is a mortal sin, and, uh, you know, it costs us. So, um, some I'll look at, but, you know, there's, that's an area right there where I'll be able to look at grow from and uh, get better in the future. There's there's so many things. Um, <clears throat> I think just understanding the, how small the margin for error is um, in this league, especially in critical games like this when uh, you know you, you win in advance, you lose, you go home, just how, how important every play is um, and just how locked in you got to be. And then, um, like I said, you know how critical situations are at the end of the game to go win it. Um, just how dialed in you got to be um, to, to take advantage of those games and win. Um, but, you know, there's so many areas and so many lessons I've learned throughout this season um, and the, the team's learned throughout the season that I think it's going to make us better in the future. What was the yard line you guys were shooting for to kick the field goal? <clears throat> um, I think it was about the 37 area um, to get to there. But I think any anywhere across the 50, um, 40 area, we would have had a chance, you know. Got to, got to kick it at that point. So, um, you know, we, we knew we had to get some chunk plays and, uh, yeah. Two more. Good. Thank you. Thank you. There you go. That's Jordan Love uh, after the ball game. And <laughs> I know he said we're trying to get it uh, within 40. It's You better get it within 30 because Anders Carlson sucks from 40 to 49. Uh, and anybody that knows statistically what that guy can and can't do knows that. So I understand it. Um, you know, I'm not faulting Jordan Love, obviously, because he's trying to do his job. But no, no, not not happening, not happening. Uh, Paul says, "I get it. Uh, you're swinging on Carlson. Uh, can he kick a mile? Yes. No, he can't. Just so you know, no, he can't. Uh, can he kick a PAT? That depends. Development is great, but do you still need to challenge him. One million percent." One million percent. He he needs in not challenging him on the football field. You challenge him on the practice field. You bring in other kickers. If you outkick him, then you earn the job. But you can only have so many mistakes. Do you know he's rated via Pro Football Focus as one of the worst kickers in the National Football League? You can't have that, man. And the whole big leg thing. I don't. That is a lie and a fallacy. I mean, a lie beyond a lie. That guy can't kick. If if that's the case, then why not just stick it in the end zone or out of the end zone consistently? You know why? Because it was low, and it was only three to four yards deep, and they were returning it 25 to 30 yards in you every damn time. No, that's a lie. So stop telling us that. And stop acting like he had this big leg that he was just beyond booting it out of the end zone. If that's the case, then why not do it? And then don't... Don't tell me that, and then in a dome, you can't kick it out of the end zone. That's a lie. It's an absolute lie. 
And if you're believing it, that means you are wholeheartedly with a snorkel up downing the green and gold Kool-Aid, without a doubt. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Good to have you. Bill Michaels show back at it. Got to say thanks to our friends at Stoley's Hog Alley. Did you go out there over the weekend? Maybe get the good fish fry there over the weekend as well. As, uh, they, on Fridays, they always have a really good fish fry. Really, really good fish fry. One of the best ones out there, as a matter of fact. That's Stoley's Hog Alley. And don't forget about our other friends, Stoles 0109 up in uh, Watertown. Both places, awesome. Uh, really good fish fry. Great atmosphere at both places. And I still, I can't wait for, uh, I mean, the warmer weather is obviously starting to creep in, but it's not like spring. And I can't wait for the warm weather to be uh, out riding again and to be able to swing by Hog Alley, go over and have a beverage and some food, sit upstairs on the newly renovated deck. Just an awesome place. And then Stolzo 109, I've told you about uh, for a long time. But whether it's live music, great patio when the season's uh, upon us, or on the inside stage that they have, uh, both places are spectacular. So check out Stolzo's Hog Alley in Lake Country, Stolzo 109 up in Watertown. And uh, the same great owners own them both. As a matter of fact, Jeff and Alicia Stoll, they're just really, really good people. You support really good small business owners, and they are certainly that, big time. Stoley's Hog Alley and Stoll's Old 109. 877-867-1670. Let's get back to the phone calls. Ken listening to us in Sturgeon Bay. Ken, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Good morning, Bill. Yeah, it's pretty sickening when the special teams lose it again. I know I'm listening to a lot of radio shows, and they're sticking up with Carson. It's not even his fault. It's the coaching staff who keep putting him out there because he knows record for making it. And when he missed that field goal, the crowd went loud, took the momentum away, and I knew they're going to come back and score, and that's going to be the game. That's right. my take on it. And Rich Passerio is supposed to be such a genius, but he doesn't know if it's – I mean, the stats are there unless they're just that bullheaded drafting the number six pick where you wouldn't try somebody else. You, you know, I just – why would you just ignore the problem and think, well, we'll put him out there. He may make it or may not. I mean, I don't know. Bill. what's your take on it all? Yeah, it's no, I appreciate the phone call. Look, um, I don't know. Rich Basaccia did not want to talk at all about Anders Carlson. He wanted to talk about San Francisco, which I guess they should have asked him. You know, if you wanted to say in a roundabout way, and he said, well, you know, I'm not going to talk about the past. We're on to San Francisco pulling a, a page out of the Bill Belichick playbook. Maybe what we should now hindsight being what it is, I'm not saying that I thought of this at the time either, but maybe what we should have said was, um, okay. So if it comes down to a 40 to 40 yard, 49 yard field goal, would you go for it on fourth down or would you run out uh, Anders Carlson? And then just kind of let him answer that question. Because <laughs> just, we all knew what the bugaboo was, right? Damn straight. I think Eight, they seven, probably Bill, yeah, would have liked to go for it. It was fourth and nine. That was the that was the tough right. part. If it's fourth and three, I think 
I think it's a more interesting discussion because you don't trust your kicker and you could keep possessing the ball and keep running the clock down. So I think Matt LaFleur would love to go for that, but fourth and nine, you just can't do it. Yeah, I would have, and this goes back to where I would have taken the points early on in the ball game on the road, taking the points. I get it. You're trying to put a, a nail in the coffin, but they always say, take the points on the road. You take the points, take the points. And to me, that's kind of what they should have done. Now, uh, again, I agree with you, fourth and nine, but I, I, it still drives me nuts that they didn't bring anybody else in to see if they could kick six weeks ago, five weeks ago, four weeks ago, when we saw these problems persist. I, it, it just, it was mind-boggling to me. So that, to me, is my, more the epic fail via the, the, uh, the coaching staff and or talent evaluators was sticking with this guy. And who knows? They may stick with him, and he be, may become the best kicker in Packers history. But if they never get back to a divisional round game, and they don't ever have that opportunity because due in part to the same thing that we saw throughout the season, then I would be very disappointed. Uh, 877-867-1670. Got a lot of emails to get to. So uh, let's start picking up a couple of those. Um, this is uh, from John and Howard. He said, according to the local Green Bay radio guys, Carlson is told intentionally to kick the ball short on kickoffs. No, I, I we've, we've talked about that. That, yeah, that's what they say. Okay. He's told to do that. Why do you think that is? Bueller? Anybody? Raise your hand. He does because his leg seems to be four yards deep. And they're returning it. So kick it short and kick it towards a corner. And they were still giving up almost 30 yards of return. They'd get one or two good, solid plays on a return where they pin you inside your own 15 or something. And then after that, when you need it the most, they're bringing it out to the 30, 31, 33, whatever. And the reason he's not booting it out of the end zone consistently is I get it. You're trying to you know gain 10 yards. You try to pin them back because he's, he doesn't do it. The whole big leg thing is garbage. It's a lie. Because if that's the case, then why don't you do it more often? It's a lie. 877-867-1670, uh, Chico, uh, listening to us in Eau Claire, says one question. Why didn't Aaron Jones release when Jordan was rolling out uh, to his right on that last off- offensive play? Uh, I don't know. I got to go back and look at it. I don't know. And I shouldn't say that because I hate that term when my, Matt LaFleur always says I got to go back and look at the tape. I don't know. Um, on that last offensive play, though, to me it was – First and first and ten, two timeouts remaining. Throw the ball out of bounds. Don't throw back across your body a wobbly duck that we had seen time and again. Don't get me wrong; he has played extremely well. But these are the things that drive you nuts. When you make a, a mistake, you need to learn from your mistakes. We've seen three times this season now, the game basically end on just wailing it up and throwing a pick. But I don't know why Aaron Jones didn't release. Couldn't honestly tell you that. 877-867-1670. Got a lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff going on. Uh, Give us a shout. We are going to continue to discuss. Coming up in the next hour, we got Eric Branchek of the Green Bay – or no, uh, we got Mike Clemens is going to be joining us. And then the last hour is going to be Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. Stay right where you're at. we got more of the Bill Michael Show. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. 
Mr. Z's, they have got a showroom full, full of stuff. Because maybe even though the Packers aren't going to be there, maybe you want to have a Super Bowl party at the house. And a few people shooting pool or bumper tables or maybe shuffleboard while you're sitting down watching the game or during commercial breaks or maybe throwing some darts, dartboards, all the accessories. Maybe you have one already. Uh, or the home bar and bar stools, they can do that. Or if you're starting to dream of warmer days ahead and you want to start looking towards, say, the summer months and start to redo the patio and such, uh, you can do that as well. Master Z's has it all, and they have great in-store specials going on right now. 262-746-5931. 262-746-5931. That is Master Z's on Blue Mountain Road in Brookfield. Again, 262 262- 746-5931 and tell them we said hi. Good stuff over there at Master Z's. Big time. Um, Bryce uh, says, you think they can pay the right athletes an amount of money that's going to keep their mouth shut? Uh, the refs rig it more than anything. Stop. Stop. I, I get... If that was the case, then why did the refs allow the Packers to get to get to San Francisco. Why didn't they bring in Dallas, right? Why didn't they bring in Dallas? Why, why, why not let the Packers win? Your biggest ratings this year have been two of the Packers games, Packers against Lions and Packers against 49ers. The ratings for this game was huge. You would want the Packers there, especially with the great story of the first-year quarterback in Jordan Love taking over for Aaron Rodgers. You know, why not have Buffalo win? Because that's a great story. Buffalo hasn't ever won a Super Bowl. Everybody's been pining for Buffalo to win forever. Can you imagine the ratings next week had it actually been the Packers and the Lions? So all of your theories about, well, the NFL's got it rigged is crap. Because you have to have a reason why. Why they want those teams? Why do they want those teams? Explain to me something that makes more sense as to why. Oh well, you know, uh, you know, I can't, but they do. Okay, you have no evidence, and you're just saying it because you see bad calls. There are times when it's blatant, and I get it, and I've even said it. Right, I've said it. It's like, come on, your bias is showing, but I do it more so to in some little world way, little minuscule voice in the wilderness way to say, hey, we're watching you. And you can't allow bad officiating crews to continually to continually go out and make mistakes. But come on. If you wanted storyline matchups, it would not have been Kansas City winning again, San Francisco winning again. You would have had these tremendous matchups of Buffalo going down to Baltimore and and Green Bay going over to Detroit. And you would have had the little engine and could that there's the Green Bay Packers facing off uh, against the team that is just aching for a championship and aching to get to a Super Bowl versus a team that never won in Buffalo, you know, come on. And when you say it's about Vegas, not the story, what, what about Vegas? About what, point spreads? Point spreads are point spreads. People are betting on the games anyway. So that's, that's a dumb comment. 
because the more people that are interested, the bigger the viewership, the more marketing money that can be spent, the more marketing money that can be made by the NFL, the more marketing money that's made by the teams. That's what you want. That's how the engine works, man. Vegas makes money regardless. If if losing money on on a bad beat would discourage people from betting, sports betting would have died out decades ago. <laughs> right, right. That's not I mean, stopping that's just, people. It's like, come on, man. You know, if you want you want the whole package, then you put the best storylines that's going to draw the biggest amount of eyes on TV, which will then draw the biggest amount of bets. Period. That's it. That's it. Uh, thus the reason for the East Coast versus West Coast Super Bowl. That's not true. That's an absolute lie, Bill. Then why were the biggest numbers on the Packers this season when they played Detroit? In Detroit on Thanksgiving Day. That right there shows that you should go outside and slam an appendage in a car door because you don't know what the hell you're talking about. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. 877-867-1670. Give us a shout. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, real quick, Adam listening to us in Kenosha says, do you feel comfortable giving Love a big contract? He had a great final month of the season, but is that really good enough to warrant top quarterback pay? Teams now have a full season of tape to plan for him, and I'd still like to see if the wobbly floaters are still there next year. I am not confident about giving him a big contract yet. He needs to come back next year. And hit the ground running and not regress. What are your thoughts? I Adam, he's going to get money. I don't know how big it's going to be. I am 100% in agreement with you that I, one season does not a career make or make, you know, or, or four or five games make um, a, a career. I'm in agreement. What I saw was he, we kept talking about how he was kind of unflappable, but then again, we saw the bad pass to end the ball game offensively for the Packers. So he was flappable. So we did see that. Um, he had a, a really good stretch. When you look at the numbers that he put up in the last eight, nine, ten games of the season, they were phenomenal. And so you take that and you say he got better as the season went on. Absolutely. But I, 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 I what I, what I feel, and what is going to happen, I think, are two different things. I think that you try to give him a. A three-year deal. I, this is what I would love to do. I'm not saying this is what you would try. Three-year deal where he gets a lot of money up front. He's happy, but he still has to earn it. And you have the ability to cut out of it after, you know, two years. Or, but what's, I shouldn't say or, but what's going to happen is he's going to get a month, he's going to get a big-time contract for at least five years of an extension. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I don't think there's any doubt about that. We got a lot more to get to. Mike Clemens is coming up. We've got more phone calls, more emails. I mean, it's a banner day. It's a banner day. At least on this program. Not if you're a Packers fan, you were hoping for another weekend. Not going to happen. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up after this.